Sometimes you have to move the package, and moving the package wrong can result in rug burn. Or rope burn. Or rope burn. Both. But enough about Sarah's weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where you were while we were in the fucking sewer? You Uh... (laughs) bastard! I cannot confirm or deny. Though the, the my sidetrack did involve me having to do uh, some research on what we're covering this week, which is uh, drug blood. Drug blood! Speaking of drug blood, hi and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... This is John, and I have never had drug blood. This is Sarah. I... I am drinking water. I should probably be having a liquid IV, but it's fine. I almost always have blood. And on occasion, I've been known to have drug. But I've never mixed the two intentionally. Well, I... I know that cuts out like a whole subgenre of drug, I think, now that I'm... (laughs) But... (laughs) I mean, most drug end up in blood. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I was about to say there's a reason that I um, used the wording that I did. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I get it now. (laughs) I see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm wearing giant sunglasses. We are in a in an audio format. We are in an audio format. And Hunter can and I just stared at each other. Just ominously, like I understood the implications, but other people who are not aware might have taken that as a writing prompt for an AO3, <laughs> and that is that is a sin that you both will have to confront when you meet God. Uh, so drug blood. Uh, I know myself. Uh, drugs happen in World of Darkness because it is a mature game, so drugs will happen. Just like real life. Yeah, sometimes drugs happen, and that's fine. Uh, Every day. So we're we're gonna go over a little crash course on how uh, drugs and their use happens in Vampire the Masquerade. Bing bang. So uh, we're gonna do a little bit of info on uh, information on drugs in the real world because some people maybe just don't know things. I'm not going to assume what the fuck you do or do not do on your weekends. Assume away on mine. Uh, And then we're also going to cover a little bit of how drugs worked in previous editions and how it works in V5. Because some folks might not know. And there's some cool things in previous editions that I think you can carry over if you want. Yeah. If you don't, that's fine. Uh, Obviously, content warning will be drug use. What? In the drug episode. Mm. Uh, we will also have to talk a little bit about themes about uh, substance abuse and addiction. So uh, I guess to cover our legal butts, uh, use anything responsibly and within the uh, bounds of the law within the area that you live. That seems fair. Yeah. If you if you need a doctor for it, go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We are not trying to uh, moralize drug use. No, I don't think it's not inherently a moral or immoral thing, but there are repercussions for partaking in some of these activities, and that's something that you have to police yourself on. That's something I learned the hard way, mm-hmm. like most people, I think, in college. But right. <laughs> You at least waited till college. I know plenty of people that did not, and I'm just like, oh. I mean, I just smoked weed. When I was younger. Yeah. That's actually a funny story. So I think I mentioned on the show, but I was recently um, diagnosed with epilepsy mm-hmm. after a particularly bad car accident um, where they believe I had a seizure while driving. Yeah, 
Glad you're not dead. But I was talking to my doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the type of epilepsy I have tends to only, tends to show up in late teenage years. Mm. Um, so he said it was kind of strange that I showed up in my 30s, but not unheard of. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking about uh, treatments. And if we didn't live in Indiana, I would likely have a medical card. For the weed? Yes. So in talking about it, I likely could have had epilepsy for about a decade or more now. But the amount of weed I was smoking kept me from ever having a seizure until <laughs> I decided to be an adult. And, like, and almost killed me. Hilarious. Oh, my God. I mean, not I, that it almost I, killed you, yeah. but that's pretty funny. I'm glad you're good. Also, you know... Sometimes people make really dumb decisions because of racism and not the actual science. Yeah. Woo. Yay. Uh, but we're not going to get into the history of weed. Uh, it is drug. It is and drug. drugs always end up in blood. The drugs often end up in blood. But uh, yeah. we're specifically talking about blood that is, is drugs. Drug. Yes. So sources are the V5 core book, the 20th anniversary core book. Uh, I had notes for uh, covering stuff from the World of Darkness core book and Vampire the Requiem, but I ended up nixing that because I wrote too much bullshit. So if you guys want a part two, let me know. Uh, Everyone listening, I want you to understand what Sarah just said, that Sarah (laughs) said that there was too much bullshit to put in one script. And I cut something. And then she cut something. I want you to know we've had like eight page long scripts before. I wouldn't. And those are ones I did cut down. for, For some reason... My brain is telling me at one point there's been like an 11-page script. I don't know that that's true. This might just be my brain saying like, Oh, it's been worse. It's possible. It's been far worse. Yeah, right. Uh, But yeah, the other sources are the FDA, the DEA, and the IACF. I did actual research, guys. Hello. So, starting off. That's never happened before. What is a drug? That's such a complicated question. It is. Um, That was half of my research was like, how do I parse this down and not have some weird dare program? Drugs are a thing that are bad for you because they make you do bad things, kids. And I'm like, not all drugs do that. I was reading a book recently that argued that you could consider most food a drug Mm -hmm. because it changes your perception of the world around you. Yeah. So what I was able to parse things down to uh, was... A substance that is intended for use in the diagnosis, cure, mitigation, treatment, or prevention of a disease, and articles, parentheses, other than food, intended to affect the structure or any function of the body of a man or other animals. This is from Section 102G of the Federal Drug, Food and Drug uh, and Cosmetic <laughs> Act per the FDA. So they quite literally had to say, this all applies to food, but not food. Everything that is not a food yeah, that, that could includes... alter your body in some way. What do they count as a food then? Like, does Coca-Cola count as a food? Yes. yes. So that doesn't count as a drug? No, because the caffeine in it counts as a drug, but Coke itself is a food. That's why it has a food label. Ah. Yeah, so food can contain some drugs, mm-hmm. usually mostly just caffeine. But, so food can contain drugs, but usually... It's just caffeine. Okay. Yeah. So, a small crash course. uh, I tried to also have some basic categories of types of drugs. This was the best list I could find. Unfortunately, it is from the International Association of Chiefs of Police. Eh, Not happy about that, but they had a good list. So, uh, the seven drug categories they list out are central nervous system depressants. These are ones that slow the operation of the brain and body. This will include alcohol, barbiturates, anti-anxiety tranquilizers, 
GHB, Rohypnol, and many antidepressants. Fair. Fun. Uh, central nervous system stimulants. These will speed up the brain and body. This includes things like cocaine and amphetamines. Would that also be like nicotine? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Then there's hallucinogens. Uh, these will alter the perception to be different than what is the physical reality. These will include things like LSD, peyote, psilocybin, MDMA. Yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. What do they count ketamine as? I, it's kind of a hallucinogen, but it's also very much a depressant. I think ketamine gets chunked in with the depressants because I saw ketamine listed on the FDA okay. site under there. I was curious. It, it also depends on the dosage that you're mm-hmm. taking. Yeah. Fair. That, that was part of the problem with this. There's a lot of overlap and fuzzy science things because biology is not a clean cut science, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Alcohol acts as a stimulant with a little bit mm-hmm. and then it turns into a depressant with a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next on the list is dissociative anesthetics. Uh, these block pain perceptions by inhibiting the, ba- the brain's ability to process pain signals. So this will be things like uh, PCP and dextromethaphorin. I've not even heard of that second one. Nope. I had neither, but it was on the list, so I threw it on there. Uh. <laughs> it's got to have some sort of medical use, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. There's... Um, uh, PCP doesn't, but... PCP. Uh, as far as I know, no. I, I think things on this... Things on that side of it might be things like lidocaine and novocaine. Oh, that makes sense. I think would be in that camp as well. Then there's narcotic analgesics, which are pain relievers that can induce euphoria and change your mood. So this includes your opiums, codeine, heroin, Demerol, Deverin, morphine, methadone, Vicodin, and oxytocin. So a lot of the things that are causing some of the worst problems here in our country. Yeah, the the things that have utterly destroyed the Rust Belt. Yeah. Yeah. This. Okay, this. got it. <laughs> uh, next on the list is inhalants. Breathable substances that produce a mind-altering effect. This will include plastic cement, paint, gasoline, paint thinners, and hairspray. Favorites of Ramones fans. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> many, many a, a teenager and college student have unfortunately huffed like air duster and shit like that. So, you know, that's where that goes. And then this last one, cannabis. Weed gets its own category on this list. I don't fucking know why other than... Because it fits into a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, it affects people so differently. Yeah. Like, I know people who, like, won't smoke weed because they're like, it just makes me sleepy and I go have to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I know people who smoke weed and, like, I do it to, like, get pepped up for the day. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm creative. Go on a hike. I know people who swear if they smoke too much, they'll have, like, um, borderline, uh, like, hallucinogenic Mm-hmm. results which some... I, I did have something like that once the one time i tried uh like was it resin was it dabs dabs that's what it was like the the really like honey <laughs> extract i hated that that was a bad night yeah we we were we were in a place where it was legal and i was like you know when in rome uh i am also not a weed person so uh th- it was fine. I, I I took the hit like a champ. Everything was fine. And then within like five minutes, it's kind of the equivalent of, you know, when you're fucking with the color on your TV and you just make the whole thing shift to a monochrome. Everything went green. And at that point, I just stood up, put both my hands in the air and just went, I'm going to bed. And I just slept through whatever the fuck was going to happen next because I did not want to take part. <laughs> you should have. It was going to be so fun. It was going to be so fun. Uh, I, that was not for me. But <sighs> the... The, the one kind of interesting note, at least for having cannabis as its own uh, category, is uh, this will include not only just marijuana with the THC, it also includes cannabinoids and synthetics like uh, 
Drabinol. 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 Sometimes medicine words are tongue twisters. They kind of always are. Yeah, so I think this would also include some uh, synthetic weeds that you can buy at, like, gas stations that, like, cause you to do some very fucking batshit things that are not good. Please don't smoke gas station weed. (laughs) Synthetic weed. Yeah, synthetic weed. It's so easy. If you really can't get weed and you want to smoke something, stick to Delta 8, Mm. which is basically just CBD. Yeah. Like, that makes you feel good. Like, pretty much every fake weed that's ever been invented has been, like, horrifying for the human body and mind. Mm Mm-hmm. I know kids who, like, have had, like, permanent damage done to their... Yeah, because, like... (sighs) Because when I was first in college, there was a lot of people I know that, like, smoked spice that they bought at the gas station, and they just fucked them up. I never did spice because the first time I was hanging out with people while people were smoking spice, one guy smoked it, and he, like, just cried for an hour. Uh, He said he just, like, went blind. Like, he he couldn't see... And he got, like, super depressed, and he was just, like, crying. And then someone was like, you want to try it? And I was like, fuck, no. <laughs> I'm just going to drink if that's your... what happens, I'm good. I'm just going to, like, drink your dad's beer and watch this TV show. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so uh, to add to the fun layers of confusion with this issue, uh, I went to the FDA's website to be like, so how many categories of drugs do they list? They fucking list 40 general drug categories on their list. What? Yeah, I didn't list all of them because it was too fucking many, and some of them are repeats from the the seven big boys that I listed earlier. But there were a couple that I have had come up in games that aren't on the big seven that I thought would just be good to note. So there's uh, anticoagulants, which prevent blood from clotting. There's thrombolytics. Thrombolytics. Uh, These dissolve and disperse blood clots. Being a vampire game, these things you probably should know. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's antipsychotics, which are used to treat symptoms of severe psychiatric disorders, and sometimes these are referred to as major tranquilizers. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also hormones. These are chemicals produced naturally by the endocrine uh, glands within the endocrine system. Uh, synthetic equivalents or uh, natural hormone extracts can be prescribed to restore or adjust a balance. This is called hormone replacement therapy. Or HRT. This is what people are freaking out about all the time on the internet. It's very stupid. That's all it is, guys. That's all it is. So it seems like that what the uh, FDA lists that the police didn't uh, list was actual medications. Yep. So I think that I think that's important for the definition we're using. Drugs are not just like fun time or destroying a people's type of substances. Like it includes medication. Yeah. Like. Uh, So, fun fact I'll share with people. I am on HRT. I am not transing my gender. (laughs) It's just my system is fucked up due to various autoimmune disorders. So, unfortunately, to prevent me from getting tumors, I have to be on hormone therapy. Technically, I am too. Because I no longer have a thyroid. Mm -hmm. So, I have to take a form of hormone replacement. It's not like... It's not the one that trans people take but i do actually have to take a form of hormone therapy because Mm -hmm. i no longer have a thyroid so my body no longer naturally produces like a lot of hormones you need to function yeah yeah so so yeah uh it's cool if you need to take hormones to adjust things for yourself for various reasons and some people are just fucking assholes and they don't understand what the fuck they're talking about so yeah eh. i would say even though it's a big hot button topic and i support the people who do 
Most hormone replacement therapy is not given to trans people whatsoever. It is for mo- I, the largest percentage is probably people who just have lost body parts like me or have other issues that might just mess up their hormones a little bit. Mm-hmm. So blanket bans on hormones are really bad and stupid. Mm-hmm. Let alone the fact that it's like hormone replacement therapy is just a medical procedure. It's not that deep. It's not that special. It's not magical. You're not... Eh. It's not a weird ritual thing. It's just fucking medicine. It's just medicine. Anyway, sorry, I'm going to get off my soapbox before I throw something. (laughs) I just thought this would be a good note of this technically fits under a drug thing that might come up in your game for various reasons. Mm -hmm. And if you want to play with it, cool. If not, you don't have to. It's fine. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if it was some sort of ritual, though? I mean, if you want to make it that way, like, that's fine. Draw circles, do magic. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, I'm I'm glad that the hormone therapy I have to do doesn't involve me having to give myself shots, because that would suck. Uh, but, uh, you know, because if I had to give myself shots regularly, I'd definitely be like, I need to give myself a little treat. <laughs> That's kind of a ritual. Yeah, I like it. Perfect. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I, I stabbed myself with a needle and filled my blood with the, 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 the go juice. I'm going to have a fun size snicker now. Perfect. Hell yeah. All right. So we're also going to talk a little bit about drug scheduling because, you know, dealing with drugs in a medical and non-medical use does involve interactions with law enforcement sometimes. Mm. And because of that, it might come up in your game as a plot thing. So we're just going to do a quick crash course on this. I don't necessarily agree with this list. This is not me condoning this, but it's what it is. And it's a good system to base off of on how NPCs and other player characters may react depending on what drugs and substances you're using in your game. So uh, the drug scheduling is five distinct categories or schedules depending upon the drug's acceptable medical use and the drug's abuse or dependency potential. This is from the DEA.gov drug scheduling info page. So we got schedule five. Uh, lower potential of abuse than Schedule 4 and consists of preparations containing limited quantities of certain narcotics, generally used for antidiarrheal, antitissutive, and analgesic purposes. So this would be like cough syrups and shit like that. Yeah, really basic stuff you could walk into like a pharmacy or a mm. grocery store and buy still. Yeah, it's still wild to be the amount of certain kind of drugs that we can just willy-nilly buy here in the States. But if you go to anywhere else, they're just like, you have to go get a prescription from a doctor. Yeah, it's a lot harder nowadays, but, like, cough syrups should definitely be higher up on this list. <laughs> yeah, some of them should be, yeah. You just drink two bottles of that and, like, see the world, like, in a very different light. Mm-hmm. I, I have some friends who never, from high school, who never really came back. Exactly. Like, that's actually kind of dangerous shit. Yeah, you should at least have to have, like, an ID check when you buy some of these things. Well, you do nowadays. Well, yeah. But... but there's a few that still you don't, yeah. and it surprises me. We've yeah. also gotten to the place where because of the theft and abuse issues, a lot of these companies have developed... Toned it down al- a lot. Well, they've also developed alternatives that have mm-hmm. about the same effects, but they don't have the disassociative or hallucinogenic properties that if you, in large quantities, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of cough medicine remains... Um, just out on the shelf is because they've just removed the stuff that made it really yeah. dangerous. So, like, if a kid drinks a bottle of it, he just might have really clear sinuses now instead of <laughs> instead of the sinuses Jesus. kind of drive out and dry out or something. Yeah. All right, schedule four: low potential of abuse and low risk of dependence. 
and the uh, drugs that they uh, put on that as the examples were Xanax, Valium, Ambien, and Tramadol. Sure. And I'm like, sure, buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Xanax is, has a low potential for abuse. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, this list is a little, hmm. I, I have some weird Ambien stories. <laughs> Never with people taking that, like, as a drug, but just with like people who are diagnosed like, or prescribed yeah. it and it not always doing what it's supposed to. A lot of sleepwalking. Uh, so ambient and alcohol on a plane ruins ooh. people's lives all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it just makes you go like into this disassociative, like violent, often like yeah, that's rampage you, almost. That's how you end up getting duct taped to the chair. Yep. Yep. Happens more than you think. Schedule three. Moderate to low potential of physical and psychological dependence. Products that contain less than 90 milligrams of cocaine per dosage. Or codeine. codeine. Sorry. Codeine per dosage unit. This would be like Tylenol with codeine, which I have not seen on the shelf in a hot minute. So that's more what we were talking about when we were talking about cough medicines that were like really mm-hmm. fucking kids up when we were in high school back mm-hmm. in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Those were more codeine products. And I think in like mid late 2000s early 2010s they really clamped down on those i don't know the full history but like i know that's when they scheduled coding i think because it used to be a shelf product right okay yeah this list also includes ketamine anabolic steroids and testosterone hmm it's funny i was gonna bring this up later but ketamine is interesting because there's actually like a lot of science showing good benefits for like uh resistant treatment depression and ptsd and things like that Mm -hmm. uh you take like low doses of ketamine with a therapist or two usually um Mm. in a room and they like let you kind of work through stuff and you go through like sessions like that and it's shown to actually help people get through that kind of stuff really effectively yeah i ended up going down this tiktok rabbit hole of a girl who is using uh ketamine therapy for her trauma Mm -hmm. uh therapy uh, but she's at a point now where her therapist is letting her uh, basically do things on her own and then reporting in once a month. So once a week, she'll take a dosage and then sit in a dark room with music and lay on one of those like pointy acupuncture maps, math, uh, mats, Yeah. Uh, which don't look comfy. Um, you know, <laughs> but... I've, I've laid on them before and mm-hmm. they don't they are not comfy to get on. They are not comfy to get off of. Mm-hmm. But once you're like in the middle. But once you are settled in, mm-hmm. it's a lot better. Yeah. And yeah, so she shows like her prep and then like turns off the TikTok obviously to take her like therapy time. And then she talks about it afterward and how she's feeling and pros and cons of how things are going, which I'm like, I'm glad you're comfortable enough to share this. And it's very mm-hmm. informative. Homegirl looks like a hot mess after every time because she's like, yeah, I've just been laying in the dark crying for like an hour. And I'm like, hey, you know, if that's what you need, that's OK. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Go get some ice cream. <laughs> it's it's shown to do a lot. I mean, they, there's like I just Googled it to make sure I remembered correctly. Mm-hmm. But I was in Chicago not that long ago and there are ketamine clinics in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That you can go oh. to and like do this. Neat. Yeah. It's like I, it's confusing that it's schedule three showing that there's like low potential for help when they're like there's like six six ketamine clinics in Chicago by himself. Yeah. Like, it, it's like a it's lot of these. It's obviously helping. <laughs> scheduling rules and at least that are based in the U.S. And unfortunately, a lot of our policies affect other countries. So that's yeah. why I'm using this as the basis of talking about this uh ketamine's history is also really complicated so like the whole reason you have to have two therapists in the room is because they found out the people who originally doing it had there was a high potential for sexual abuse while the patient was um high 
and just kind of, because Fuck. drugs seem to bring on about a loving feeling and then a lot of dudes were like oh you love me let's work on I'm just that like yeah gross yeah some some therapists unfortunately are just like you know i could stick it in and i'm like that is your patient one you should be doing that and two uh they're fucked up on drugs you're so you aware you shouldn't be doing that yeah which, we need to show you the video about consent and tea. <laughs> <laughs> Which is part of why they now require two therapists, usually yeah. one man and one woman. Yep. Um, there's been some controversies of a couple who took advantage of it because there was two of them. Mm. Uh, and also, don't just sign up for... There's online ketamine things you can sign up and they just mail it for you. I would highly recommend not doing Do not. that. Uh, it's not... The quality has been brought into question uh, it's you're probably not going to get any help by just like dumping ketamine in yourself and seeing what happens. Yeah. Like if go to a therapist first and foremost, the answer is probably not drugs. It's probably a therapist first. Absolutely. And then maybe I don't think they just take patients. I think I think that you actually have to have like so I get, you have to be able to show that you have it's to get like, like referred. Yeah, it's yeah. it's you know treatment resistant and all that. That's the way it's supposed to be. I get ads for like these ketamine programs that you can just like sign up for online. Of course you do, but That's they're wild. really expensive. That's, I think, how they keep it out. It's like, if people don't need it, there's an easier way to get drugs, even yeah. ketamine, than paying $2,000 or whatever every couple months to have it mailed to you. Right. So I think that's what their line is. Um, but it's really controversial mm. in the medical field right now. So definitely, if you're interested in that, you think it might help you, find a therapist first. Yes. And talk to them about it. Yes. And then do your research on the clinic that you go to. Just as you would like a normal doctor. You're not just going to go to some random doctor. I feel like I'm going to sneeze and it's just not happening. Look at the sun. I literally cannot. Look at the sun. I, I'm right here. Not, Mind oh. yourself. It's like, not only my ginger, part of the medications I'm on makes me more UV sensitive. Like, I... I Burn your retina. I am literally as close to a vampire as you can get without actually, like, being embraced. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Anywho... Scheduled to high dun, potential dun, dun. for abuse with potentially, uh, oh, sorry, let me start over. Scheduled to high potential for abuse with use potentially leading to severe psychological and physical dependence. These are considered dangerous. Products with less than 15 milligrams of hydrocodone per dosage unit, brackets, Vicodin, cocaine, uh, methamphetamine, methadone, oxycodone, fentanyl, Dexedrine, Adderall, Ritalin. Yep, Ritalin got scheduled. Yep. Didn't good. Used to be. It, yeah. Fucking good. <laughs> God, the amount of times uh, school officials in the 90s were trying to, like, shove Ritalin down my throat as a child. Like, I give, yeah. I, I give my parents the full credit of just, like, no, she's not, uh, she doesn't need Ritalin. Uh, you guys need to actually have a, a schooling course that's, like, actually engaging and interesting like, give her a book. She'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, I dodged that problem. But yeah, fucking, yeah. So that's where that is. And I'm like, schedule two. I'm like, a lot of that. I'm like, no, those those should be there. These should be here. This makes sense. And then we get to schedule one. No currently accepted medical use and high potential of abuse. This includes heroin, LSD, ecstasy, peyote, and marijuana. I know. I know. It's stupid. It's dumb. That is a weird combination of this things. This one makes me the most angry of me all too. of them. It's so, it's so like dumb. heroin. Yes. Well, heroin like also 
used to be medicine. Yeah. It yeah. shouldn't be, but you know. It shouldn't be. It used to be medicine. And technically, a lot of these actually kind of used to be medicine well, or mo- are currently medicine. Most of the Schedule Two ones, or at least a couple of them, were developed to be an alternative to heroin. Yeah. yeah. That's why heroin got scheduled, and then we were using those medicine mm-hmm. until... We were like, oh, we don't we don't have to give people methadone as a painkiller. What? Yeah, it's uh, it's just like peyote. I'm like, that is literally used for like religious ceremonies. Yep. Fuck. And, and then weed. And then it's just weed. I'm like, well, luckily, which is also used in religious ceremonies in some places. Mm-hmm. Luckily, with peyote, um, there are um, religious exemptions for a lot of native peoples who well, do do peyote. Definitely much more recently because it was pretty much banned. I think until like the seventies. I think, except I think it's always been. I don't know the history super well. I have some friends who live in Arizona, so they've told me about it mm-hmm. there. But that's one of the places where it's like the most legal. Mm-hmm. Also, don't do peyote tourism. Uh, it's mm-hmm. literally literally just driving uh peyote out of existence because we're harvesting it faster than it can grow so tech bros can go oh okay for yeah. a weekend yeah I, it's like maybe yeah oh you mean the 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 plant that's grown on a cactus you know a very slow growing plant takes a while to replenish wow and also i i i tend i don't mind people wanting to engage in spiritual experiences I find it really pathetic that there are a lot of tech bros that are just like, I have to pay thousands of dollars and go on this expensive trip to understand what basic empathy is. Because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I've done these things because I need to have a spiritual enlightenment. And I'm like, you just needed kindergarten skills, my guy. Ah. Anyways. <laughs> and we're not going to get down the rabbit hole of just the problems of marijuana. That's that that's a different podcast. <laughs> And the problem's being like it's wheat. It's fine. Just it's wheat. Let people exist. Don't don't smoke weed and drive. Obviously, but you know, other than that, it's fine. So, how did drugs work in vampires with previous editions? So this comes from the twentieth anniversary edition. As undead vampires have little fear of conventional poisons. However. They may succumb to poisons or drugs contained within the bloodstream of their victims. Indeed, certain vampires actively seek out victims under the influence. Following are some examples of what might happen if a vampire were to drink the blood of a poisoned or drugged victim. A vampire with low willpower and or appropriate nature might risk addiction to a certain substance, but this is unlikely. In general, the effects of most drugs on vampires are far less than the effects on humans. That's from the V20 Core, page 301. Yeah, so that that's how it was for a while. It was just like, a, I mean, you can kind of do a drug, kind of, but like, eh. Kind of. Kind of. That would be pretty fucked up for you to really feel it. Mm-hmm. I like that it says lists an effect for food poisoning on page 302. Yeah, that that, that made silly. me chuckle because yeah. there was like, yeah, so after that ch- section of the book, there's a little list of various substances that might come up in a gothic punk edgy game. And then there's just one little block at the end about food poisoning. And it's it's a hoot. And honestly, if you're a storyteller and you just want to have that in your back pocket as an option to fuck with players, it's pretty well. Pretty it's, a, it's a fun time. So you're saying vampires can catch food poisoning. Yes. If some, you, you feed on someone who's been <laughs> food poisoned. Yeah. I don't know why if somebody, I don't know how hungry you would have to be to be like, I'm going to kick in the door of this bathroom to this guy who's been shitting his guts out and just feed. Like maybe that's somebody's feeding type. Gross. No, no. Uh, I. Don't. They're called the shit biter. No. 
<laughs> I'm so upset. Even worse, imagine if you were a Ventrue. <gasps> no! That was your rarefied palate. No. You so you had to like I'm feed people like real shitty food before you could feed. Oh them. my, oh my god. god! Absolute Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares. No, I'm so upset. You fucking donkey. <laughs> Idiot sandwich. <laughs> I like it. So if someone ever looks at you with a real hungry glare and says, can I need you to eat this raw chicken? You should leave. <laughs> yeah, if a, if a hot stranger comes out of the darkness wielding, you, wielding an uncooked chicken cutlet at you, time to flee. <laughs> Uh, if a person that's you know your friend but has been acting kind of funny for the past few days tries mm-hmm. to each get you to eat some dumpster sushi stop talking to him it's time to go it's time to leave well, <laughs> it's fair either way honestly <laughs> yeah no it's true we also have uh there was an addiction flaw that's kind of a fun thing no. oh yeah uh, addiction <clears throat> you suffer from an addiction to a substance which you which must now be present in the blood you drink or you automatically frenzy. Holy shit. As per the prey exclusion flaw, this can be alcohol, nicotine, hard drugs, or simply adrenaline. This substance always impairs you in some fashion. And that's in the V20 core book, page 482. That's a pretty extreme one. Yeah, that's intense. That one's pretty... How many dots did you get for that? Uh, three. Three dots. That was a three dot flaw. Yeah, that one's one of those, like, oof. But I liked the implication of like, it could just be adrenaline. So I was like, so that's kind of where the, the, the hormone thing and it kind of can slide into resonances. Mm-hmm. So it's like, a, hey, keep this in mind. Yeah, so you could just make your prey like, hey, go run a mile real quick. Yeah, you could just, you know, look for somebody who's going on a brisk. Scare the shit out of them real fast. Yeah. yeah. Do a good jump scare. Mm-hmm. Bite them. Hell yeah. So that person's probably naturally like an alley cat or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. So, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of fun that could be had with this, but also, you know, having to role play somebody that is like literally dealing with an addiction could be a lot at the table. So, yes. So how do drugs work now with the V5? They're a bit different. Little, little different. Uh, As undead, vampires have little fear of conventional poisons. However, they may be affected by poison or drugs contained within their victim's bloodstreams. Some vampire juicers or heads... mm, actively seek out prey under the influence of intoxicants to receive a vicarious buzz. Drugs can also alter the resonance of the prey's blood. By and large, most drugs have reduced effects on vampires than they do on humans. Use these values as the baseline for mortal incapacitations and the ceiling for vampire binges. In most cases, these effects last for a scene or two, depending on the nature of the drug and the amount imbibed. Or book for V5, page 310. So, uh, the wording on this was a little vague because the that paragraph or two in the section about drug blood says that. And then the way that they describe things just below it is a little muddled because you would think, oh, what's being listed below is what the baseline problem would be for a mortal, like a normal regular guy to be on these things. But the wording is vague and it kind of uses human and vampire interchangeably in those descriptions. And I find that to be very confusing and annoying. So uh, in the section uh, Tainted Blood on page 310, uh, there's a list of modifiers that are listed. And I uh, basically kind of edited them down just to be more streamlined, to be in line with the 
these effects are the baseline of what a mortal would be dealing with. And then you can adjust accordingly for a kindred, or if you want to have this be the baseline for vampires and then humans have it even worse, that's fine. Run with that at your game how you will. So alcohol is a minus one die to dex and intelligence-based pools. So if you're fucked up on booze, you're just missing all of those dice pools. That's fair. But one die. That's not terrible. Cocaine, meth, or speed. Spend two willpower to reroll a messy crit or bestial fail. Plus one difficulty to resist and control frenzy. Hmm. Do you see where I'm confused on the like, well, humans don't frenzy. so Or like, have bestial fails. Yeah, or messy crits. They literally can't do that. So like, what's what's the effect on them? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if it would be a spend two willpower to re-roll. Just, just to re-roll? Yeah. At that point? Maybe. I don't know. Do they get free rerolls? Uh, like, can they just spend one willpower to reroll? Yeah, when, yeah. When you're a, a human or a ghoul character, you can spend a willpower point to reroll dice pools. Okay, so it's just you more just don't have hunger dice. Have. Yeah, so hmm. it being more expensive, I'm like, you know, that's a. I think that's a fair debuff. So for hallucinogens, it's a minus two die to all wits, resolve, and manipulate based pools. Which I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's understandable. Yeah. Heroin, morphine, oxy, and opiates. Minus two die to strength, dex, and stamina dice pools. And it's also a uh, minus one difficulty to resist and control frenzies. So it's a little easier to keep things in control. Right. Marijuana. <laughs> minus one die to wits-based rolls. Minus one difficulty to resist frenzies. So, being high on weed, not as intense. Mm -hmm. Poison. Minus one from all pools and take one to three superficial damage per scene or per turn for particularly fast or acting or lethal poisons. Hmm. So, if you want to be a real bitch every turn, just minus three superficial. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would maybe let them take some sort of role mm -hmm. as a vampire, at least. At least. Yeah, it's just there's also the note of few poisons have any real effect on vampires. Superficial damage reflects short circuits that paralyze the dead nerves. Poisons leave the system as they use up tainted blood by reaching hunger five or diluting the uh, poison with the next feeding. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, it's a little contradictory and herky-jerky, but it's like I kind of get what they're trying to go with where it's like, okay, you're not... You're probably not going to actually die from this, but it's, it's still fucking with you. Yeah. As an ST, I might, reading all that in context, instead of having it do superficial damage, mm -hmm. sorry, the bump mic, instead of having it do superficial damage or having it do more than one superficial damage, I would just like maybe once per scene or if it's a particularly active scene, once per turn or whatever, just increase their um, hunger level instead because it is like short circuiting their blood. Mm -hmm. So instead it just makes your hunger level rise because it's basically making the poisoned blood unusable. Yeah, or it could be just your body automatically trying to, like, flush it out so it's just burning through your blood reserves and mm -hmm. making your hunger go up. I think that makes a little sense and just, like, you're going to take damage until you do a bunch of stuff that makes you use up your blood to get to five or so, go feed. Well, what I would think, though, is um, it's superficial damage, right? Yeah. You can use, you can roll a hunger die to heal how much soup? Uh, One per one. One per one. So, I mean, that's kind of like a way to burn through that blood to get rid of it, too, though. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Is if it's kind of hurting you, you can just be like, okay, let's choose to then force it out. 
by burning mm-hmm. through it. I would say I like this mechanic a little bit more because then you could, as a vampire, choose to like, I'm going to keep this tainted blood in me because I know I need it for whatever scary combat I'm about to be at. I know it's going to be hurting me now, but I know I'm going to need to be able to blink to get away from this dude who has like crazy potence. You could also run different poisons in different ways. That'd too. be cool. So like... If you're ge- if you're gonna play the kind of game where this is even a possibility, and you're having that level of combat and dealing with like that level of mechanics, I think it'd be fair to be like, oh well, this poison's a little worse, so I'm just gonna have it eat through, make your blood pool basically unusable, so it raises your hunger level. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a slightly nicer poison might just be like it's gonna damage you to get rid of it. Right. Yeah. Or you can even have the option of like it does the one superficial damage per scene or turn. Uh, yeah, because it's per scene. I've had games where scenes run for like fucking hours. So you can right. just sit in there like one little tink, tink and you're like, ow, it's itchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like that my veins are itchy. This sucks. But, you know, you can kind of manage. But if you wanted to just have the one superficial stack until they get to the ag. Yeah. And once they get their first ag, stop having it cause damage. But then they're just like, OK, all of your pools are just at minus two because you're at ag damage at this point, And then they don't have to, like, keep track of a counter. Yeah. It's like, well, you got to fix it because, yeah, you're just stuck. And if you heal the ag damage back to superficial, it's like it just comes back again and goes whoop. And the simple solution of all these is just go feed. Just go find somebody. Yeah. (laughs) If your vampire knows enough to do that. And I feel like if they start taking damage, they might want to do that anyway. Yeah. So So for vampires, not that serious. For mortals, I'm just sitting here looking at that going, oof. That's that's dead quick. That could suck. So... Uh, because there was the mention of resonance with drugs, we're going to have a small refresher on resonances because we haven't talked about that in a hot minute. So all that info starts on page like 226. Quick refresher. There's the four humors in your body that have relations to different emotions and more specifically for us. And on this, they also have associations with different hormones. So caloric gets adrenaline, melancholy gets thyroid, uh, phlegmatic gets pituitary and sanguine gets testosterone and estrogen. All right. Yeah. So uh, these four humors can exist in different uh, strengths. There is fleeting, which is like in the moment. And the book does note, if a character successfully scares, seduces, or drugs a victim, the ST should shift the victim's resonance to match. So if you're in a pinch and you're like, hey, I need to I need to get this extra die for a mission I'm going to be doing. So I need this weirdly specific uh, resonance. I'm just going to drug this guy and take a sip. Make sure you have the right drug that's going to cause the effect that you want. Right. Um, that's one, kind of squick. Super squick. Uh, yeah, super squick. Two, that's interesting because I feel like that makes it really easy to get some resonances mm-hmm. and still very, very difficult to get others. Yeah. Which is fun. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like, hmm, okay. That also only counts as a fleeting tier. Yeah. So that's yeah. the lowest level of a resonance. Right. So it's like, if you just want like a quick little like boop, so if I just got somebody as a vampire here and I was like a Lysombra mm-hmm. and I wanted a nun. That one's super difficult. Yeah. Would I just have to load somebody up with like the kind of antipsychotics that just kind of make you vegetable? Like a lithium? Yeah. Like just give somebody a bunch of lithium or something like that? Probably. Or... Is that even possible? Or Benadryl? Yeah. <laughs> Benadryl? Yeah. Just... Uh... Hey, take these six Benadryl. <laughs> I mean. More like 20. Yeah. Depend, yeah. Depending on how you want to play it and how your storyteller and your party is kind of interpreting how what no resonance means and how that interacts, you could even argue um, 
There's like a there's an old Mark Marin stand up bit where he's talking about being on uh, like medication, and he was just describing just the existential dread of being trapped within himself, where his outside person is just kind of like, yeah, no, I'm chill, I'm gonna go get ice cream, whatever, and inside he's just screaming, mm. and I'm like, you could potentially maybe, but even then I'm just like. Ugh. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I I don't have a good quick answer for that. That's weird. Um, You're kind of muffling. Yeah, no, I was just trying to think. I'm so sorry. Um, hmm. I don't know if I would allow... That one is such a weird one specifically that I don't know if I would allow someone to just do that with a drug. I feel My, like... The reason I would argue it Mm-hmm. is oblivion is a very powerful discipline mm-hmm. but it's not so powerful to make it to where like getting the resonance that kind of helps it a little bit should be like almost an impossible task yeah where you I... have to find an actual psycho like active serial killing psychopath to be able to get it well do remember we did talk about the uh there's the option of finding people who are just kind of coasting through life that are just kind of like emotionally dead so we joked about it being like you know retail workers yeah okay and like office clerks and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing so that is a i think depending on the tone of your game and the things you want to fuck with potentially yeah you can kind of make this work but it might just you know i've worked in retail jobs and offices i've Mm -hmm. met people who are that kind of dead before yeah Yeah, they're just you're like oh the light inside is not those are on. those are usually the kind of people whose drug was like Mountain Dew. Yeah, it was the kind of people like that soda. just are like, I've got my coffee for the morning. I've got and that's my... the height of their day. Yeah. So that might be a work it out at the table because mm. I don't disagree. It, it kind of. I mean, all of it is quick. All yeah. of it is very quick. Drugging someone to get the residence you need is gross, period. Yes. I would say you could even just say drugging someone. Period. Yeah, yeah. yeah for Don't sure drug these. people. That is If they not ask okay. you to do it, fine, I guess. But only if they directly ask you to do it. Yeah. And even then, probably no. Yeah. If they need your help to do it, it's probably a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, to go on to the next level <laughs> is intense. A strong tendency towards one residence. This connection might be due to mental illness, age, past trauma, drug addiction, or an active reward loop. So somebody with an intense resonance quite literally could be a drug addict Mm. or it could be somebody who uh because of various mental illnesses is on medication that will shift them in a more permanent direction one way or another on the resonance charts i also saw active reward loop and that makes me think that's where like there's a lot of things that could do that but specifically for this game makes me think of like a vampire like grooming someone to have a specific resonance yep yeah there's that. And there's also the book cites like uh, somebody having a really high, uh, like an intense sanguine resonance because they're really attractive and they just are really social and people like them and they just tend to hook up all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that where it's like, yeah, dude, if you're dicking down like every night, every other night, you're probably going to be kind of in yeah. that vein. <laughs> yeah. So. There's options of that. But yeah, with the grooming note, uh, acute and dyscrasia is the most intense. Uh, this is with a tendency that is so intense that it is a self-sustaining loop within the mortal and they don't have to, they no longer have to maintain a habit to keep the dyscrasia. It's just within them now. 
Uh, and these uh, disgrazias often reward the kindred with a temporary bonus of some sort. Uh, there's examples listed on page 230 of various resonances and goodies you can give the kindred for yeah. that. We did a whole episode. We that. did a whole episode of that. But yeah, usually to get disgrazias, uh, they're very rare naturally. It does not happen regularly within people. It can, but it's not common. So there will be vampires who uh, go out of their way to uh, groom people and set up positions where they're going to be building a certain kind of dysgrasia. Uh This is super gross. This is very morally dubious. You need to be giving them stains for these things. How, yes. you, how you want to handle at that table, that is a session zero or like before game or after game discussion. I'm not here to... Uh, tell people they can't plumb the depths and depravities of humanity. It is World of Darkness. It is World of Darkness, but if you're going to do that, uh, there should be consequences. Or at least a discussion to make sure everyone's cool with Cool with you doing that. I think both, honestly. Like... Yeah. There should be con- There should no be matter, consequences. No matter the reasons that you, if you, just like we were saying with torture, the mm-hmm. ma- no matter the reasons you're doing it, it's still such an inhumane thing mm-hmm. that you'll, your humanity should be touched by it. Even if it's just a stain. Yep. And it's like, uh, and how much you want to display that at the game table or in the plot definitely needs to be a discussion with the group because it is fine if the actual process is happening like behind the scenes or behind the screen. But it should come up in the game in a way where the other players or NPCs are able to question it and also be like, mm, no, mm-hmm. we are we are not cool with this. Or if they are cool with it, they are also going to start like gaining stains and then other people in the NPC world are going to have thoughts and reactions. So, you know, mm, handle this responsibly. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. But a uh, final note on this is adjusting a temperament between fleeting and intense can be achieved with a successful social test or well role played scene. Building a disgrazier requires effort that will most likely require manipulating and torturing a person. Uh-oh. Most likely incurring stains on a character repeatedly. So, yeah. Uh, it, could it involve you locking somebody in a basement and drugging them for months and months and months? Yeah. Gross. It could. It's gross. You're a bad person and you should feel bad. I think... It's a good story, but, you know, potentially it could be a good story, depending on what you're doing. I think you could also, I mean, we live in the Midwest. We've seen what drug addiction does to communities and people. Mm-hmm. You could find people, I think, like, who've done that to themselves in the real world, unfortunately, mm-hmm. who have essentially locked themselves in a basement. And yeah. yeah, but then there's also the stains of now you're taking advantage of somebody who is essentially so sick they can't help themselves anymore and i'm like yeah you're getting stains for that you might be getting three stains i'm just mm. i I was just offering that as an alternative to a player having a torture basement if that's Mm -hmm. something you want to use the system as like a plot line or something but you don't a as an st i would feel uncomfortable putting Mm a um barricade in front of my players to where the most realistic solution was them creating a torture basement yeah so yeah there's several ways to torture and harm people that doesn't involve you creating a special room in your haven Uh, i I was using that as an example but for like a player who's like i am interested in like resonances and that sort of thing but like i personally don't want to play a character who would do something like that Mm -hmm. that there are i think ways you could make this 
yeah viable but very rare and still like tragic Mm -hmm. but without having again having to have those really really heavy build-up scenes in your game yeah and there's the the book does also uh stipulate a scenario where somebody's wanting to uh uh set up a resonance and the way they do this is they uh, lead a mortal on into a uh, a very intense romance plot for months Mm. to the point where they like leave their families change their life all that kind of shit and then uh break up with them or cheat on them in a way where the other person catches it causing a uh melancholy (laughs) dyscrasia and then feeding on them then and then Mm. just fucking off nasty and i'm just like "Mm, i'd probably give you stains for that because you basically destroyed this person's life yeah yep because you wanted a specific snack (laughs) so yeah there's ways to do it that are not as intense but you know mm, these are i wanted the sour cream and onion pringles (laughs) i had to ruin this person and everything they cared about yeah it's not a Uh, high ends of residences are not lightly taken no, in a but, game. Yeah, but if you're wanting to do like resonance manipulation for like fleeting and intense, that's nowhere near as intense. And depending on how you're doing it, shouldn't get you stains, but you potentially could if you're doing things like, I'm going to drop a Mickey into this broad's beverage. And I'm like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. That is bad. And if other people see you doing it, they're probably going to beat the shit out of you. Good. Which is good. You should not be doing those things. But uh, if you're like, I want some sanguine and you go to a club where people are like getting dancey and you're mm-hmm. some like, you know, charismatic dance person, you can get all like dancey with people who are wanting to get dancey with people. Yeah. And if you do like a cool uh spin charisma performance thing you can get them from fleeting to intense exactly yeah and who knows they might be on drugs <laughs> Where it's Maybe. like, hey you got the intense resonance that's great you're also on fucking mdma now so good luck <laughs> yeah or like <laughs> you really love everybody <laughs> very touchy <laughs> you want to get someone who's like super phlegmatic you just hang out with like a bunch of like stoners and be like mm-hmm. hey i brought the really strong weed this time everyone's be like oh Cool. Yeah, that'd be like a much more chill way to handle that in a game because there are we talked about in our episode if you want the details, but there are like certain things, ways to advance your character that require mm-hmm. certain resonances, like being able to take certain disciplines require or learn disciplines outside of your clan are supposed mm-hmm. to require blood of certain resonances or other vampires. And mm-hmm. so there are chiller ways to deal with this. Yeah. But it is something to keep in mind. Yeah, if you're trying to force a thing with substances, there might be consequences. <laughs> Merits. Here's some fun things. In the substance use section, it's on page 179. Now, is this in V20 or V5? This is V5. This is V5, okay. So we have the high-functioning addict, which is a one-dot merit. You get a plus one die to any one category pool when the last person you fed on was on the drug of your choice. You specif- You specify what this pool is when you choose this merit as well as whatever your substance is. So you can be like dexterity cocaine. Yes. But you have to pick at character creation yes. both. Yeah. Well, it's like whenever you pick up this merit. Yeah. Because you could, I could see a, over the course of a story, if you want to develop a, uh, I get a plus one to investigate if I snack on somebody who is got nicotine in their system. I'm like, Perfect. Good job being a uh, Columbo. Yeah, you <laughs> You've made a Columbo now. A noir detective, but Hell someone yeah. else smokes a cigarette for you moodily in an alley. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have lots of fun, different combos on this, depending on how you want to go with it. I had a, I was in a game recently and there's, well, I'm still in the game, but one of the players that was in it, um, 
had high functioning addict and I think hopeless addict. Mm-hmm. So oh, like no. when he was on the drug, he was real good. But when he wasn't, he was not very it good. Was, it was not chill. So descending down into the flaw addiction at one dot, you get a minus one die from all pools. When the last person you fed from was not on your drug of choice, except for pools that will immediately help you obtain your drug, which I'm glad they give you that caveat. Mm-hmm. Cause that would suck. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also hopeless addiction, which is the two dot flaw, which is a minus two to all dice pools. When the last person you fed from was not on your drug of choice, except for when the pool is to help you immediately obtain your drug. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's intense, man. Mm-hmm. Combining those two, Jesus Christ. He was like, I feel great. I feel awful. <laughs> so yeah, you could, you could have fun with that as a character concept and dealing with uh, the ramifications of having an addiction. We will get to some of that in a moment. <laughs> That's a session zero discussion. That's a session zero discussion. So supernatural drugs. Uh, there are some kindred abilities that either require a drug component or very much act and or fit into what a drug is. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. There is a scorpion's touch, which is a blood sorcery. Uh, you transmute some of your own vitae into a paralytic poison affecting both mortals and vampires alike. That's not a very fun drug. I mean, some people are into that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like those uh, vacuum beds where you can't move or anything. I feel like the vacuum beds are probably more fun than... Yeah, there you could potentially, if you want to flavor it that way as a kind of... Uh, tranquilizer kind of effect so depending on how you want to flavor how this works mm-hmm. uh it i was like this is pretty close to a drug depending on how you want to oh, i, I agree that it's it's very close to a drug i'm just saying it's not a very fun one yeah i mean there's look there's some people that are just into sitting that's true <laughs> and that is okay uh there's balls caress transmute some vitae <laughs> into a lethal poison affecting mortals and vampires alike so Uh-oh. this is this is do you want to force somebody to just od here you go bam these are in the V5 core book? Yes. Damn. They could have thought of a better name for that. Uh, <laughs> balls caress. I can't uh, stop. Balls caress. It, it's, it's two A's, so it's balls. Uh, uh, I just didn't say it that way the first time, and that's my bad. And now we have audio recording of me saying balls caress multiple times now. Do with that what you will, internet. Uh, Please don't. We also have uh, Ishtar's Touch, which first appears in the Camarilla book as a Bana Hakim ritual. Uh, you convert a dose of their vitae. Oh, well, hold on. Yes. Hold on. Let me start over. Convert a dose of their vitae into a touch activated narcotic that renders a victim uninhibited and vulnerable to disciplines such as presence and dominate along with attempts at mundane manipulation, coercion, or interrogation. Wow. It's intense, but literally one of the components for the ritual is drugs. Hmm. Literally drugs. It's just drugs and vampire blood. Yeah. This discipline is now also called a sporific touch in the player's guide as a ritual. Um, there are reasons why this might have been changed. We will discuss that in just a moment. Okay. But there's mm, implications. Implications. Thin blood alchemy. A lot of thin blood alchemy is just drugs. Drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. We got mandigalori, also called the funk. Their blood Damn. emits they a, got the funk. They got the funky funk. Their blood emits a noxious gas that causes a rigid paralysis to both mortals and supernatural creatures. Also not not sound that fun. A thing called the funk should have a lot more fun to it. Well, it, I love the idea of someone like 
a thin blood <laughs> and like doing one of those anime style vampire like try and cut their throat and then just gas comes out and immediately <laughs> like paralyzes them and everyone else in the room. That would just, be pretty funny. Oh, I didn't realize that the thin blood was actually just mustard gas. <laughs> Fuck. That's how you turn a thin blood into a biological weapon. There you go. Thin bloods are terrifying. And moving on. So we have tank. Uh, this is a thin blood alchemy that strengthens resistance against damage temporarily. The description of this reminded me of videos I've seen of people on PCP. Mm. Yeah, where they like tear police handcuffs off from behind and then kick out their back windshields and then get shot like oh, six God. times. The craziest one I'd seen was um, I used to have a folder of very graphic reference photos just because I like doing like horror art and all that kind of stuff. And there was a series of photos taken at a scene where a group of cops were uh, trying to apprehend a really one of the most stereotypical like tubby balding biker guys I've ever seen in my entire life. But because he was on PCP, his response to you can't arrest me was to take out his folding knife and uh, cut his stomach open. Oh. And like so his intestines were falling out of him, out of his beer gut, over his jeans and the cops were trying to, like, apprehend him and not, like, rupture his intestines. Yeah. So, you know, depending on the tone of your game. Wild shit. Wild shit could happen. Uh, moment of clarity. Uh, temporarily submerge their vampiric instincts, harnessing the power of the beast to sharpen their mind to superhuman levels. Uh, yeah, this moment of clarity, it's just like, this just sounds like thin blood uh, super Ritalin. <laughs> where you basically... Tell the beast to shut the fuck up and you hone your powers to basically just have like Sherlock Holmes-esque abilities to process and function. That's fun. It's crazy. It's also like a five dot thin blood alchemy. It's fucking Ooh, bananas. Uh, and then we have Ash. That showed up in our game. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting plot thing. Um, Ash is a blue or gray powder that grants a euphoric high as well as uh, passing on the memories of the vampire that it is made from. Oh. And potentially even grant the use of their powers for a short time. Yes, the drugs are made out of kindred. Oh. Oh. That's why it's called Ash. Yeah, so there's uh, a lot of plot points and things you can run with this. Also, fun note. Addiction to Ash can cause a thin blood to crave vampire vitae along with more of the drug itself. If a thin blood gets addicted to Ash, they, uh become a problem because they also know one vampire blood because they yes they'll also crave the power and everything they get from the ash and also will start wanting to eat kindred so Mm -hmm. you know all right oopsie poodle if you're interested in exploring uh the ash finders which is the cult that makes the substance as well as uh having a very spooky vampire drug in your game uh chicago folios page 74 cult of the blood gods uh, page 46, Children of Blood, page 96 and 103, has all that information. Um, we're going to skip the ministry thing for a minute because i that's something I've cut. <laughs> so so that's, that's, that's the basic crash course of drug blood stuff in V5. Um, if you wish to use drug things in your game, don't be an asshole about it. Yeah. Do don't. not be a dick. Be not shitty. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would say with consent sheets, uh, touch base with your players and ST to make sure that they're cool with the loss of control and autonomy. Because sometimes when you're on substances, you just fucking do things. There are some really <laughs> scary substances out there. I can't remember the specific name of it. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's Detura. 
Oh, Datura is fucking terrifying. Yeah, Datura. it's a it's a powder that's made of from like a pretty available leaf or a flower. But essentially, what people oh. will do is it. I, I know, but actually, probably not a good idea to say. Is it? Yeah, I would. Is say it the, that, the, the the one in Colombia? It's that... like mind control plant. Oh yeah, they were they just like they blow it in somebody's face, and then they're just like. We're going to go to an ATM and empty your bank account. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, God. It completely turns off your inhibitions and kind of mostly turns off your memory. Mm-hmm. Fucking scary. It's, it's spoopy. <laughs> so talk to your players. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's one thing to be like, yeah, just, you know, drinking and weed and like maybe maybe a little ecstasy at a club. Like, that's fine. There are certain levels of drug usage where you're just like, that's horrifying. Please, no. Mm-hmm. Or amounts of drug use where you get into a point where it's like I as a storyteller cannot justify you taking this much of the substance and not like start giving you major penalties or start like you blacked out you wake up in a park there are two corpses by you good luck mm-hmm. so eh, touching base with players and storytellers because sometimes I as a storyteller I'm like I just I don't have the spoons to deal with you being that chaotic <laughs> like i love y'all i'm here to for your stories but like jesus christ that's gonna derail so many things mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's gonna be fun for everyone at the table to deal with right um you excuse me you said you wanted to what yeah we absolutely do want to you know pour 200 kilos of ketamine into this small town's water tank what what <laughs> Can Why? you even get to the water treatment facility <laughs> to do... Oh, God, I have to, like, rewrite a portion of this entire story arc now. Fuck. I've got so much dominate, we got it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> also, with consent sheets, uh, I would encourage people to avoid, uh, like, literal actual triggers for your friends that may have substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. There are some people, uh, as part of their healing journey, are at a point where they cannot handle just being in situations where people are just casually doing whatever because then that puts that thought back in their brain and then they start looping and then, you know. Eh. It makes it very difficult for them to not go back to it. Yeah, so don't do that. Just, you know, again, don't just don't be a dick. I feel like I shouldn't have to say it, but we're going to say it repeatedly. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Also gauge how realistic your group wishes to handle the use of drugs at the table because some people are going to want very clinical, very highly realistic depictions of everything. And then some people are going to want, uh, I touched an acid strip and now pink elephant silliness woo. So and some people may not want any at all. Uh, some people might want none. So I'm not going to tell you how to handle that at your table. Just talk with people and figure out who's cool with what and go from there. Uh, and there's also, you always have the option of just fade to black. It can be part of the game, and it's like, you don't have to go into the graphic details of describing tying off your fucking arm and, like, mm-hmm. heating up a spoon. You don't need to do that. Right. So, there's also the f- avoid falling into bad cultural tropes. Trope. Bleh. Avoid falling into bad cultural tropes based around drugs and drug culture. Oh boy. Yeah, so, you know, earlier where I mentioned the Ishtar's touch thing, and there might have been a reason why some things got switched around. Mm-hmm. Uh with the Bana Hakim uh, being so tied in with uh, Middle Eastern cultures, like maybe portraying a whole group of people as literally being hash assassins mm. and uh, having a lot of these very old Orientalist cliches about like opium dens and all that kind of stuff. Not nah, not great. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm not saying you can't play uh, an assassin character or an enforcer that uses drugs. But uh, maybe make these well-rounded people that actually have, like, personalities and skills and thoughts and hopes and dreams as opposed to just, like, some sort of weird 
two-dimensional cartoon that just happens to be on a Turkish rug. Yeah. Because that's weird and gross. Maybe don't do that. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, there's also some uh, issues with the ministry. It's a combination of, because a lot of their tropes are involved in ties with temptation and corruption, and a lot of things within the ministry are... Uh, uh, also have the Egyptian and Middle Eastern coding, but also are tied in with a lot of things with black and brown cultures. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't have any ministry character that is doing drugs just be a background character from The Wire and that's all they are. Please don't do that. That just, no. There might be reasons why people are forced to uh, sling various substances on the streets to survive and maybe you can explore those topics and the greater impacts of the systems around them and look at these people as people instead of bad man in hoodie sell drug. Can't wish I could remember the name of it. I will post in the server Mm -hmm. if I can find it. But it was a documentary where they followed like a small town, a small America town drug dealer around Mm -hmm. to the people he sold to and talked about like the effect it had on their lives and why he did it it's maybe one of the most depressing things i've ever watched Mm -hmm. um but the impact is not on any one group of people and i i wish i could remember the name of it i will try and post in the discord Um, please remind me in there if i forget because it is depressing what drug addiction and abuse can do to people Mm -hmm. um like i said grow up in the midwest i know we've all experienced firsthand what it can do to people Mm -hmm. and uh not even just people like communities like there's whole swaths of like southern indiana that i'm aware of where basically the entire town just fucking collapsed yeah because just so many people either died or ended up in prison that just they didn't physically have enough people just to sustain the economy anymore. And it's just fucking wild. So, yeah, that's... Opioid! Yay! <laughs> also, fun fact for everybody. Drug use is common within nearly every culture on the planet throughout all of time. Research how various traditions are used in the place your game is set. Sometimes, sometimes, you know... Uh, people are taking a substance because it is a thousands years cultural uh, tradition and it has deep spiritual implications. And uh, there's people that are trained and taught how to handle that situation and walk people through it and have it be more of a spiritually like therapeutic experience. And maybe don't tokenize that and, you know, all sorts of things. All sorts of things. There's a lot. There's a lot here. It's a very wide subject and a big pitfall to like drop into and just be like, oh, well, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. drugs are extra difficult, especially when you get into those ones that like have been used as like like spiritual medicines and, and ritual mm-hmm. pieces and things like that. Because it's like these are very important to some cultures and like mm-hmm. the, the uses and the effects that they have are incredibly sacred. So yeah, maybe don't, you, you shouldn't, it's cool to have them in your game if you want to explore that, but definitely mm-hmm. don't make it just like, oh, the the guy in the loincloth is sitting there in a tent giving you a tea. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> or, yeah, even technically just the way the drugs are just kind of categorized in general, it's like, Technically, this could even extend to certain Southeast Asian, like, tea drinking ceremonies. Yeah. Which I'm like, you could absolutely depict very disrespectfully in your game very easily. So just, you know, do the research. Don't be an asshat. (laughs) Yeah. And definitely talk to your players. I recently, I won't name 
the name of the game or anything because there's no reason I don't want to disrespect the author or anything, but it was a science fiction adjacent game that I was looking into running for some people. Um, they had an entire chapter on like drugs and how they're cool and how they interact with the magic system. Mm -hmm. And it was just like so much that I was just like, I don't want to play this game. Mm -mm. Like, was it just like do a bunch of drugs? It was, they're like real drugs listed right next to science fiction made up Mm -hmm. non-existent drugs. And it's talking about how like this gives you this magic powder, but people on this can do this. And it's just like, this is kind of just dorky. Like, this feels so detached from what they really are. Right. They're like, I could do the work to make them feel more realistic, but the game is presenting them in almost a cartoony way that, like, I was... And it was a large part of the core book. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a whole chapter. I was like, I just don't want to deal with this game anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, this is uncomfy for me, so, so no thank you. So, we'll just... Pre- the way you present these ideas to your players is going to make a big difference, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know we talked about it, but that if that's something that's big in your story... Bring it up at session one. It won't ruin any surprises you have, I'm sure. If you say, how would you want to deal with drug use? It won't ruin your big plot twist. I guarantee it. Yeah, it's... Hell, by the time you get to your big plot twist, your players will probably have forgotten the whole (laughs) conversation you had exactly about you saying, how do you feel about drug use? Because it's going to be a little while. Yeah. Unless your big twist is like two sessions in. Yeah, and it's also just depending on the characters that are being built, because you might have somebody in the group that's involved in organized crime so there's a potentiality that you know drugs and hookers and uh you know extortion and all, all sorts the of fun stuff all that oh, shit's well, gonna come on. up not oh extortion. yeah not extortion <laughs> uh uh there's there's a bunch of themes and heavy ish topics that could pop up in the, just from that character's background alone so just having a touch base of so on a scale of uh <laughs> nypd blue to fucking John Wick, how serious are we handling this? Like, I, I want to know the scale and the tone that everybody's wanting to hit here. Yeah. Which, uh, this is a big thing for me. Uh, I Drug use in and of itself shouldn't come with moral judgments. Addiction is an illness, and illness does not remove responsibility to respect others. So it's a kind of, just because a character is imbibing a substance does not necessarily make them bad. Correct. At the same time, just because you're on substances does not remove your responsibility to behave in certain ways. Yes. Also, um, take a step further. Uh, some people, unfortunately, are just mentally and chemically programmed to react to certain drugs mm-hmm. in very extreme ways. That's how a lot of addiction happens. Some some alcohol addiction does you drink so much that you reprogram your body to need it. Mm-hmm. Um other people are basically they can have like a beer and that's what sets them off permanently. Mm-hmm. Like some there's some people the opposite. There's people like um Lemmy, weird mm-hmm. science note they did some tests after he died and um he had basically like no liver damage. And they Damn. found that there are some people that just like their bodies just like treat alcohol like anything else comes in goes out yeah good on him he he was smoke like a pack a day drink a bottle of whiskey and his body was just like that's just what we do and (laughs) other people will live like that for like five years and their bodies be like we're dead now let me you actually was a demigod right (laughs) oh god that's amazing so i guess what i'm trying to say though is like another step 
away from morality. Like it's literally like body chemistries affect differently. Yeah, and by it's, these it, things. Yeah, and it's kind of echoing some stuff we brought up in the mental health stuff that we talked about with the monk around the Monkavian episodes. Where while these issues may not be your fault, they are your responsibility. So I, as a storyteller, have had to penalize player characters. Because they like, you know, snorted a fat rail of cocaine in character and then decided that that would give them the free carte blanche to act like a fucking monster. And then I mean, snorting a big fat rail of cocaine very well could make you feel or act like a fucking mm-hmm. monster. But there are still consequences to that. Yeah, well, they did some very, uh, they did things that basically went against their convictions whilst on the substance. Mm-hmm. So I gave them stains. Yeah. And then they were retroactive, like, after the game, uh, DM'd me and were very angry that uh, I was penalizing them for doing coke. And I'm like, no, I didn't give you the stain for doing the drugs. I gave you the stains because you did all the drugs and then beat the shit out of your partner. That's where the stain came in. And the fact that you can't separate that, I think you need to take a minute to think about this. Uh And game is going on pause for a week. Because if that's the kind of game you want to play, that's cool. I might have to ask you to not be part of our game anymore yeah just, just yeah so it's a, it's a two-way thing where it's like i i don't think it's good to write characters that uh their moral failing is i'm on a substance because i'm like no that's not necessarily a moral failing right the moral failing might be because you know because you are ill and you're not seeking the help you need you're behaving in ways that are unacceptable you're stealing from your friends yeah things like that like that's where the the moral quandary should come in i mean i will speak from personal experience, mm-hmm. um, in my college days, I drank quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think that what I, the drinking was in and of itself was the problem. Mm-hmm. All of the problems came when I slept in and didn't show up for work the next day. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I didn't keep up with my real life responsibilities, like forgetting about bills or not showing up to a class. Like the... Mm-hmm. The moral failing was not that I drank. It was that I drank and then allowed myself to also screw up the other things that were supposed to happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Because there were times, you know, I could have a beer or two and go to bed and get up for work the next day. Mm-hmm. It was the choice that I made to allow myself to do enough drugs to prevent myself from. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the distinction. It's the yeah. because I think for that player, like you said, who is. Having the problem, I think their character probably knew if I do this, if I do X, there's a chance that Y will happen, mm-hmm. but I will still do X. Yeah. And that's the choice they're making. It's the same as if, um, say you're going to drink. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to drink a lot tonight. I'm going to leave my keys with someone so I don't drive. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I'm going to go out with people and I know there's got to be a lot of drinking, but I'll probably just drive myself home anyway. Those are the kind of decisions you make while you're sober mm-hmm. that then affect you while you're on. So, yeah. So there, because of the humanity and stain systems, it is very easy to penalize and moralize people for things that uh, I, I don't think they should be moralized or penalized for. No, and we also live in a culture that very strangely vilifies some drugs and very strongly upholds others mm-hmm. in a strange way. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very morally cool to to and masculine to drink whiskey and beer until you puke all over yourself. How dare you smoke a little bit of weed? <laughs> um, so, I, especially in our younger ages, I feel like I know a lot of people had really weird, fucked up opinions about drugs and stuff. And that's something... 
that's worth talking about with your players oh, yeah. too because if some people may just have some of these bad ideas that we've allowed as a society to continue on mm-hmm. i mean hell even just the, the 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 major public distinction between cocaine and crack like that alone is just fucking wild it's the same drug it's the same drug but you know you get a, a slap prettier. on the wrist for one and then the other one you go to jail for fucking years and there's a big stigma to it and all sorts of things. And it's just like, yeah, um, if these things show up in your game, don't be a dick about it. Handle things with responsibility and care. And if it's something you are not comfortable with, you can just be like, let's just not do this. Let's explore some other options within the story. But yeah, that's drugs. Drug blood. Drug blood. Uh... <laughs> In the blood. In the blood. Uh, I feel like we are a weirdly pro. We're like, drugs are fine. Just don't, don't, don't do it in a way where you're going to hurt yourself or other people. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Enjoy your life. And if you want to do some drugs to enjoy your life in the moment that you're in doing it, then have fun doing them. Just be safe and, you know, be respectful to yourself, your surroundings, the people around you. And a lesson I should have learned a little younger that I can impart at everyone. If you ever feel like you have a group of friends that you can't hang out with, Unless you're on some sort of substance, you probably need other friends. Yeah. You have a group of friends who feel like you can occasionally feel comfortable around on substances. Those might be some very good friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that There's a very distinct difference there. Yeah. And it's also okay if you're the person who is not doing the drugs and you're around people that are to afterwards be like, hey, guys, you did a little too much. And I, it should not be my responsibility to take care of all of you all of the time. That's fair. <laughs> not that I didn't do that for fucking years and still do that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's fine. We all made it. It's okay. It's fine. Just, you know, please drink water. I love you all. Please drink water. (laughs) Quit stressing me out. (sighs) That's a great thing about White Claws is if your friends get too drunk, you can start handing them LaCroix and they won't tell the difference. Yeah. Just take the empty White Claw can, just pour the LaCroix in it, give them back the White Claw can. They're not going to know. They ain't going to know shit. Or, you know, you could just do what I've done and just guilt trip your friends while they're on substances and just be like, hey, man, I really need to go to sleep and I love you. Please go lay down. (laughs) please go lay down for my for my mental health i need you to sit on the couch i will put on the pokemon vhs for you but i need you to sit (laughs) remember we had a friend who every time we'd ask him to go bed would for some reason climb under a rug yeah it it gave my cat amos a very big complexion because he that was his first experience of under a rug he always would just check under the rug. Yeah, for months. He was just flipping underneath rugs, like, with his little paw to, like, check under the rugs. Like, is there a person down there? Yeah. It was... Whale cat! Whale cat! <laughs> it was an interesting time. But, you know, if you want to uh, have the blood of some people, but those people are on drugs and now I'm a wizard, that's okay. That's a fun time. Yeah, I feel like a good slider is... Um, Cheech and Chong and um, Harold and Kumar versus The Wire. I was going to say Requiem for a Dream. I need to see that one again. <laughs> somehow I haven't seen that since I was like 16. Yeah, it's eh, it's a lot, but it's very, or uh, oh God, what's, what is uh, Train Spotting? Yeah, I hated yeah. that movie, but or it is a good animal? depiction. Yeah, Party Animal, yeah. Uh I like train spotting for just the one prolonged quote about Scotland while they're on the moors. <laughs> I'm just like, that speaks to me. 
I, at a very early age, and I think it may just be the time period at mm-hmm. which I grew up, uh, had a very large detaste, distaste for movies and media that made people doing drugs miserable, but cool and hip for how miserable they were while yeah. doing the drugs. So that's why I've always hated a lot of those movies listed as like, you're just annoying. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The I feel like those films set up a culture where a lot of people are just like, it's okay that I'm not having a good time. It's how it's supposed to be. And I'm like, no, sweetie, you're ODing. We're going to the hospital. Like, this is not you have, romantic. This isn't cool. This is not a good time. You have undiagnosed depression. Yeah. You need a sandwich and to go touch some grass. <laughs> I kind of need a sandwich. Really? You ate half a chicken. I thought, yeah, I thought you were full of chicken and yucca. First of all, if y'all haven't had yucca, it's good. Get to your closest place that'll get you some yucca and and eat it. Second of all, yes, I ate half a chicken. Yeah, that would be a Peruvian restaurant, by the way. I don't know if any anywhere else sells it. I don't know, I don't but know. yeah, Peruvian for sure. Find yeah. a find a Peruvian place. Get some yucca. They also have this delicious little green sauce that I have to Google what it's called. Um, it was very tasty. It was very tasty. Anyway, she said it was um, a cilantro-based sauce. And she said like three or four different ingredients, but also I don't think that we were communicating terribly well. But that's okay. Yeah, she specifically says, I don't know what it is in English. Yeah. Yeah, we probably should have asked again, just like, no, 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 just what is it? What do you call What's it? What's the name we of We can Google sauce? it from there. Yeah. <laughs> but we we dropped that ball. But, uh, but yeah, I'd have a chicken, but yes, yeah. I would still like a sandwich. Okay, we can work on that. So speaking of working on that, uh, we are going to be at Gen Con. We are. Fuck yeah, we are. We got a panel. So if you're at Gen Con, come say hi. It's on the Friday at 10 a.m. in the... Weston at the Grand Three Room. Oh, we yeah. are doing a live episode. Have we told people what we're talking about yet? Uh, we are going to be talking about what is gothic punk. It is mohawks, but they're kind of droopy and <laughs> look more frayed. Um, it is ripped up t-shirts, mm-hmm. but with fishnets under them. It is eyeliner, but it starts in the middle of your nose and goes past your ears. That's, those are all parts of it. There's also other... Literary implications. It's angry music, but, but also sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's fuck the system in the graveyard? <laughs> what if H.P. Lovecraft, but he was poor? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So if you want to have some uh, some goofs, some gaffs, some hangout time, maybe even learn a thing or two. Oh god. Uh we will be at the Gen Con, the Western 3. It's like just two bucks at the door. Come say yep. hi. We also have a little zine that we, we're doing our first zine. We're doing a zine, We're doing kiddos. a zine. Uh, we're passing them out at the at the panel. So you should come and get that and come say hi. Yeah, well, also, it'll eventually end up online. We're also going to be providing it to one of the uh, LARPs happening for Vampire. Yes. So you might see us there as well. Yes, so if you're participating in the City of Glass uh, New Orleans LARP, we are also providing the zines for that. So, hello, friends. You let us in. This is your fault now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks, Paralyzed, for music. Yes, thank you. The music is sick. Uh, they are on the band camp. Check it out. We still exist on Twitter. Yep, we're on Twitter at blank underscore. Uh, we're on Twitter at blank underscore bodies. Yes. We are on Insta at Blank Bodies Pod. Mm-hmm. That's also our Tumblr, although I have not used Tumblr as much. I Yeah, got to get back on that. Tumblr is a strange one. Tumblr is a strange one. Uh, I've been posting memes on TikTok. It is Blank Bodies Podcast. Come say hello. 
Hello. Tag me in questions you have about the game or silly memes or if you're doing uh, I know there's a couple of like TikTok LARP groups. I've been seeing some of that. It's very cool. I like what you guys are doing. Yeah. I um I also while we're here want to take a moment to give a very special thank you mm-hmm. to all of our listeners, our patrons, our people in our Discord, our people who half-interestedly listen at work. Um, every <laughs> single, each and every one of you has helped us out a lot recently. We just passed uh, 20,000 downloads or Hello. plays. Um, back in February, we put... Po- we posted that we passed 10,000 and that took us like a year and a half so to get the next 10,000 in under six months is is, bananas yeah so Mm -hmm. thanks for all the great support we also passed the halfway point uh, to $500 a month on our patron our goal there is once we do that we will become a weekly podcast no off weeks no filler just killer so <laughs> that'll help us Just put a little sex money and violence. Yeah, sex and violence. Sex and violence. Because <laughs> our goal is to get to a place where it puts a little money in our own pockets, and we can fund to continue to do research and buy books. Yeah, if you if you bitches want me to be doing this every week, I need to get some fucking books. Unfortunately, because yeah. I I set the bar for myself, and the bar is high. Oops. <laughs> Speaking of high bars, I've been watching some really really funny. Luckily, I think most of the time they're safe, but really, really, really funny pole vaulting fail videos. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the time, they're pretty wacky. And then sometimes you're just like, I think he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) I think that man just died. I saw one recently that the guy didn't get it, like, mounted correctly in the (gasps) hole, and it bounced out as he was still, like, moving forward. Mm -hmm. So it didn't throw him up or backward or anything. It just shot out of his hand forward at like incredible speeds it was like a bow but like 12 feet long no did he just end up in the mat (laughs) no he just he was like on the floor still because he was running he bashed it in it was like starting to bend and pick him up Mm -hmm. and then it went and just shot out of his hands oh no and he just kind of dropped and he just dropped down to his feet (laughs) it's like well that's over there now amazing uh yeah, so uh thank you for the cool community in the Discord. Mm-hmm. We exist on Discord. You should come check it out and hang out. Got cool movie streams. Got people doing game stuff. People sharing art stuff. Uh, a lot of philosophical discussions. <laughs> we have a weirdly nerdy community, and also some pretty it's, dank memes and cute. Pets. I was about to say I like that we have um. A spectrum of like using your brain meats to the fullest, and then like watching a cat mm-hmm. stalk a snail on the other side of a glass door. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of bug posting, a lot yeah. of arthropods. It's good stuff. Yeah, uh, so I, th- I think we got a good little vibe, and I appreciate you all taking part. Oh, um, we can cut it if you want, but um, I wanted to give a quick shout-out. Thank you uh, to Lola. Um, Moother. M- huh? Moother. Discord name. Oh, yeah, Moother. Moother. I forgot. It's been MX Lola for such a long time. I know, but... Uh, but thanks to Muther, because um, the, the mad last that she is was like, blood, huh? And now blood. Blood. Gallons of the stuff. Gallons of it? You brought this upon yourself. I have several mason jars full of blood in my office. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. But yeah, Lola is our first blood tier supporter, though so big thanks to her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she is. I've been tempted to give her the t- the permanent title of the Bloody Baroness. <laughs> uh, 
I'm down for it. If if other folks are okay with it, then you know, eh, yeah. But why um, not? Yeah. So I think that's a good segue. Um, we do have a Patreon. Um, when you get a bunch of all of them come with like special Discord titles in our Patreon Discord section, mm-hmm. but the general Discord is free. Um, you can get everything from five bucks gets you a Discord title and into the, like our little private Patreon chat, and then all the way up to being a to vote on what we talk about on the show um getting character sketches done um all kinds of stuff you can buy us a corn tub help us direct where we're going with the show because we are uh i i think we have a lot of kenergy unfortunately as a, as a group we are smart dumb motherfuckers so sometimes being like a, hey, I would like you guys to talk about this. Happy to do so. Yeah, I've gotten to the point where whenever I have an idea for a show, I put it on a list. And then when it's my turn to write some scripts, I just post on in one of our Patreon polls being like, here's like four or five options. Tell me like which one you want to hear about. That's how we ended up on the snuff episode. <laughs> so yeah. what we're saying, the, the long and short of what we're saying is we're all massively adhd kids and we've decided on a lot of things that we really like to talk about but we need a little bit of direction so help us out here you could be our ritalin yeah you You could be my ritalin oh god i was like you're asking my fucking non-binary pansexual switch ass to make a decision (laughs) how dare in this economy bullshit (laughs) i even forgot to get iced coffee before we recorded. I'm sorry. And I got water. Oh. I got an Inca Cola. You do have an Inca Cola. So Anyway, we love uh, y'all. We love you all. I need more water. I'm glad we're out of the sewer. I'm out of the sewer. I may have drug blood. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Goodbye. That really fucking puttered out. <laughs> <laughs>